This is episode number six of the Faith Speaks podcast. Welcome back to the Faith Speaks podcast. My name is Sean. Over here is Jacob, and down below me is Jordan, and we are back with a brand new series of, it's sort of VBS, but for the adults. And what we're going to do in this series is we're going to walk through some of the classic biblical stories that maybe you heard growing up in the church, but maybe you also weren't in the church growing up. And now you're getting a chance to look through these series in a different light and in a different way. And I hope that over these next six to seven weeks, I don't know what we really decided for how many stories we're going to do, but hopefully over these next couple of weeks, we can all grow together and really learn more about stories. And we're going to talk about our first episode that is creation. But before we get into it, let's have Jordan pray. Loving Heavenly Father and creator of all things, Lord, what an absolute blessing it is to come before you tonight with these dear brothers via the Zoom. Lord, we pray that tonight we can just look through your word and just, just really grow in our love for you as we find out what you have put in your word for us to grow with you. Lord, we love you so much and we pray that we will be conformed to your image daily. Lord, it's in your son's holy and perfect, precious name we pray. Amen. 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 So before we get started in our series, we're going to do, we're going to continue our first segment of the show, which is Bible Trivia. Bible Trivia is brought to you by Miller Insurance, where Jesus Christ is king and Jake Miller is the insurance quoting machine. They are located at Hope, Indiana on the Hope Town Square. For more information about Miller Insurance or to request your free quote today, you can visit them on their website, MillerInsured.com, or give Jake a call at 812-546-2282. Now back to the show. Trivia. Let's do it. Our trivia this week, we're doing something a little bit different. So we have been trying to do our trivia that kind of goes along with whichever episode we're doing, but we're going to switch it up just a bit. And we're going to do our trivia based on the week before. So hopefully, if you guys have listened, you'll have gained some information and you might know the question. Our trivia this week is, which disciple did Jesus call out on the water? Good one. Good one. So we're going to get back to that at the end of the show. But now I think it's time for us to jump into our first VBS for adults episode on creation. So, Jordan, do you want to just start us off? I mean, where do you want to start? I mean, there's so much content uh, that we can get in this story. Honestly, uh, do you think maybe we could just, I mean, I know, I know it's a lot. Um, but do you think maybe we could just read just a couple of the first verses? Do it. Yeah. Awesome. Page one, here we are. We're in Genesis 1-1, y'all. It says, Where's that at? In the beginning, God created and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface and of the watery depths, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. There was an evening, and there was a morning, one day. And you no, know, we could go through it all, but um, just 
um, I guess just to give an idea of where we're at. So then that's the first day. And the next day, God separates the water from the sky. Yeah, separating the water from water, definitely, in the second day. And, and God sees that it is good. And we see this continuous pattern of, of each new day, God creates something. And, and there's, there's six days. Well, we'll see God creates something new each day for six days. Mm-hmm. And he creates it and he observes it. He says, it is good. And um, brother, if I can, I had, um, for those of our listeners that don't know, Brother Sean gave a sermon or preached a sermon titled, God is Great. And something that I thought was really amazing about that sermon is that it, it is true. God is great. Because as we read in his creation, God went through and each day he called his creation good. And so God, therefore, is great because he is apart from his creation. Yeah. And before we get any more in depth with that, I think let's just talk surface level of the fact that God is creator. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how simple a statement that really impacts our faith for, I mean, for generations now, the fact that God did create the universe and that as Amen. Christians, we have to believe that in order for that to be true. So, I mean, do you guys want to elaborate a little bit more on that? Just the fact that God is the creator of the universe. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked about the fact that if, if you don't really believe this, then you really don't have a foundation for your faith because yeah. you have to believe that God created everything. If you're really going to believe anything else. Exactly. And if I, if I could just bounce off of that, you know, it, it makes sense. So if God isn't the creator, then, then he might not have authority over my life. And if God doesn't have authority over my life, how could I sin against God? And if I, if I can't sin against God, then I don't need a savior from my sins. And it just, it, it just spirals downward from there. Nice. So it all comes from God being our creator. That's, that's such a, such a powerful point, Jordan. And, you know, it's something that I think society so easily dismisses. It's like, how can, how can the almighty create everything? And then you get into the question of, is he really almighty if he can't create everything? And it's, you know, I think it's a creation. And I just now realize this, I think creation is like a, um, it's a slippery slope of, of religion, right? You're either sliding down one way and realizing that, wow, nothing makes sense without God, or you're getting off on this wild tangent that none of it's true. And it's so, it's so far from the truth. I agree. You know, um, and it's just important. And it's something that we, we see as foundational. Um, it's another thing, brother, that you talked about in your sermon is, you know, we, we need as, as, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to be able to, to share the gospel from Genesis all the way through Revelation, right? We need to be able to start with, I know Jesus. And the importance of Jesus is he saved me from my sins. Well, why do I need saved from my sins? Well, because there's a God. And this God created me. And I sinned against him. And so to be able to point it all back and then relate it all the way to Jesus, it's important for us. So how do we, how do we go and how are you pulling Jesus out of Genesis? That's, that's a question I want to ask you. How do we, how do we pull Jesus out of Genesis one? You know what I mean? Cause at this point time, Jesus hadn't ultimately sacrificed his life for all of our sins 
today, tomorrow, as well as yesterday. So how, how, how would you guys, I guess, define, because Jordan's talked about it, and I think it's an excellent point. How are you pulling Jesus out of Genesis 1? Um, Jacob, I, if you're going to jump on. Yeah, I was. Okay. I, yep, I will let you. My mind immediately goes to John mm-hmm. chapter 1, verse 1. Um, and I, sh- I feel like I should have this by memory, but I don't. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So that's verse 1 and 2. But that really speaks to the idea, um, and I mean, we can talk about the triune God if we want, uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, but that Jesus was with God in the beginning. And I think one of the things that sometimes people don't understand, or it can be really difficult to grasp, um, is the whole aspect of time. God was before time. God created time. And so I think right. people misunderstand or just don't understand. I know it, it was a difficult thing for me to understand at first is the fact that sometimes you could ask like, well, what came before God, right? Because you get back to the beginning. Okay. God created earth. Who created God? God was outside of time and Jesus that's, was right there with him. And, and that's essential, right? It, we hear it in revelation. And I, I think it's, it's amazing. You know, God is the alpha and the omega, the one who is, who was, and is to come. So when we, when we talk about eternity, it's, it's outside the scope of time. God exists in, in, a, in a space all of his own. And, and truthfully, it's too complex for me to even understand. So I won't dive into it, but, but you're very right, Jacob. You know, there is, God is, is without time. He's always been, and he always will be. Yeah. yeah, and that complexity that you talked about, Jordan, it's it's hard to wrap your head around, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to go and it's hard to say, you know, oh yeah, I, I get it. Like, oh yeah, I, I, I truly understand the impact of God's creation over the six-day time period because I don't think we do. And even as believers, it's I don't hard think we really, can. It's really hard to understand it. I don't think God calls us to understand the whole truth. But, right. but I think there is a calling to understand at least some of the impact that it has on our lives as believers. And I think that is truly a defining, defining characteristic of believers. Mm-hmm. If you guys would piggyback or agree I would agree. And I, I'd actually kind of like to pose a question. So, you know, it, you said that do it like city. And my question would be is I think it's easy for us and, and maybe almost a stumbling block sometimes for, for non-believers or even believers like myself it's so easy to get wrapped up in the complexity of God and then start to question. So what is something that maybe you brothers do when you start, or, or just something you've known, or what do you do when you start to get just confused about the complexity of God? What is, what is something you do or what is something you would encourage someone to do? Pray. <laughs> Boom. Done. That's a good Lord. answer. Jacob, you're up. <laughs> yeah. I'm, just, I'm um, just kidding. But um, yeah, I mean, at some point, I think there's a level of, of understanding that we cannot possess because we aren't God, right? We aren't all knowing, we aren't the almighty. And so as, as, as his creation, as somebody who is beneath God, we cannot fully understand everything. And to try to think that we can understand everything, I think is not fully understanding our faith position. So that's a big spiral right there, but in, in that's short. A big, I like that statement though, brother. Yeah, 
I don't think I said it as well as it should have been said there, but at the same time, I think it's just this idea that if we think we can have full understanding, that's putting us on God's level. We are not on God's level. And so I think praying to God and saying for him to humble us, I think is something that's so powerful and something that I need to be praying more about. But Jacob, sorry, I interrupted you. Amen. I I, I can't find it right now, but um, I listened to um, Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis on audiobook. And I remember him saying something about effectively, if it's, it's too complex to grasp and it's not basic belief foundation, then just forget it. So we don't want to add stumbling blocks in front of ourselves, right? Like there's already enough problems out there for us to deal with temptations. If there's something that's just holding you back or holding you up and it's not the basic foundation of your belief, then why would we, you know, put that stumbling block in front of ourselves? I guess that would be my biggest advice is, if it's not a true core value of the, the faith, then don't stress yourself on it. I would agree. Um, and I know I posed the question, but if I can, you know, I think something that you've, you've both kind of hit on is basically there's some things we just don't need to know. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's called faith for a reason. Yeah. We're not going to know everything. And I, I don't know if it was brother Jake who said it, um, you know, we want to believe, I want to believe in a God who is higher than me, who is more complex than me, who can do more than I can. I am, it's, I'm going to put my faith in the God who did create the universe. And so when, and I know this is going to jump into something else, so I'll just be brief about it, but sometimes people get um, stumbled up on the miracles Jesus worked, mm-hmm. but is the son of God as we know he is, and God created the universe then it should be no trouble for us to believe that Jesus can work miracles when God created everything around us. Right. Yeah. I, there you go. You said it. The insurance quote machine. He said it. So he's there. Um, I, I don't think it would be bad for us to kind of just briefly go through the seven days because I think that's part yeah. of what the VBS story would be is to kind Absolutely. of go through the seven days kind of sum it up as, as, a, as if nothing else, just a couple takeaways from maybe each day and we can go through them and then we'll see where we get and we'll probably get off on a thousand tangents in between. But yeah. I, I will go back and read the first day and then somebody will just take turns going through the other ones if that's good with you guys. Yeah. So Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. There There was an evening, and there was a morning, one day. So, I mean, you look at that, and it sounds fundamental. It sounds like something that's so easily taken for granted that, you know, you wake up in the morning and there's light and you go to bed and there's darkness. And yet at one point in time, that wasn't the case. And so I think not only is it so simple, but it also blows my mind every time I read it. You guys got something I think is something I think is so, so amazing is that, Think about the idea of light and darkness and how many times throughout the Bible light is portrayed. Um, and it's the first thing God 
creates. Let there be light. And there was light. And I think even in secular lives, like light is always portrayed as good, where darkness is portrayed as kind of the evil. And where's that stem from? From day one, God created the light and God said, it is good. Yeah, and I think the emphasis on light too, right? Jesus is called the light of the world. You know, right. God is the light of the world. I was going there. And, you know, I know we haven't read it yet, but I'll, I want to just hit it on this point so I don't forget. It's something I never noticed. We, uh, our church went through creation recently this summer. And it was, it was Jake again, actually, who pointed it out. But if you'll notice, God creates the sun on the third day. But in verse, let's see, three, God says, let there be light, and there's light. So if, if you notice, there is light in the universe before there is sun. And Jesus is the light of the world. God is the light of the world. And when we get into Revelation, we see that the earth and, and all around, it's passing away. But when we get to heaven, there will be an eternal light because it's the light of the presence of God. So that just blows my mind. I know it's really complex, but it's just something that just to ponder about and then let it amaze you and let the Holy Spirit let it well up inside you for just to lift up praise to God because it's amazing. It really is amazing. <laughs> but I know, I know Jake did mention that. And I actually, we've talked about the fact that we preached this summer and it's something I mentioned in my sermon was it's something I'd never noticed. Like God created the, he put the sun in the sky on the third day, but on day one, he said, let there be light. And then like you mentioned, you go to revelation and it says there's no need for the sun, the moon or the stars because it's illuminated. It's illuminated by the lamb. And that's so amazing just to see that, you know, Jesus tells us I am the light of the world. And you can go back to the first page in the Bible and there it just tells you again. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So, yeah, I think we've established the, and our, I think our key takeaway there is the importance of light in even secular terms, but way more abounding in the lives of believers is the fact that the light of the world is God mm-hmm. and how important that is to our faith. Amen. Something that and we then, cannot forget. If I can, just one more stem off that. You know, the importance of then why we sing this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And the, the, when Jesus gives us the parable of the light and the lamp and how you don't, you don't hide it, Jesus calls us, as he is the light, we are to be little lights living for Jesus to the world. And I think that's because of what we're going to read here in a couple more of these days of creation, right? Once we get to the creation of man. But uh, let's go ahead and get into the second day, yeah, unless you sure. brothers have anything else. Um, verse six, then God said, let there be an expanse between the waters, separating water from water. So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above the expanse. And it was so God called the expanse sky evening came and then morning the second day. And so we've, you know, we're two days in now, two days into creation. We have light, we have darkness and we have an expanse between the sky and everything under it. Right. Yes, and it leads into, um, it, it, I think, not to dismiss the fact of it, but it really leads into day three. I agree. In the creation of land. And I, 
for me personally, I don't think there may be a huge takeaway from day two other than the fact that God is still creating things. Right. right. And, and the fact that we notice he, he is still sovereign over all of it. It doesn't say he spoke and then they just kind of pondered for like God spoke and it was period. So it, it just shows his, his authority, his sovereignty over, over all creation. So if you'd like, I can jump in, jump in at uh, verse nine for day three. Right. Then God said, let there be water under the sky. Nope. Then God said, let the water under the sky be gathered into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth and the gathering of the water he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And then God said, let the earth produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and fruit trees on the earth, bearing fruit with seed and according to their kinds. And it was so. The earth produced vegetation, seed bearing plants according to their kinds and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Evening came and then morning, the third day. Forgive me, I, God did a lot more on the third day than I remembered. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's a lot, you know. And again, I just, I would, I would beg of our listeners, don't dismiss the fact of just reading through this and going, oh, well, I mean, yeah, that's easy. Like, yeah. But like, you think about it, God moved the water away so that land could be present. I mean, who needs land? What's he building up to there? I mean, that's powerful one. And then two, he starts, he starts growing this vegetation. All vegetation which also leads up to, I mean, not to spoil it, I mean, but it's, it's coming, right? I think we all know where it's going. I mean, that's, that's the creation of life right there in its, in its simplest form is the seed-bearing plants. Exactly. And I think it's important here to notice, like, you know, God, God is already setting things up with a purpose. You know, it says seed-bearing plants. Well, we all know the importance of, of seeds is, is to reproduce. God made his creation sus- to be able to sustain itself with him sustaining it. But like we see that, that God has a plan from, from day one and he's bringing it about just like he always has been and always will be. So that is a very good majesty of God. Hmm? So much of the majesty of God is just present in this Amen. creation. Absolutely. Sorry, Jacob. No, you're fine. I, Jordan, you made a really excellent point about the idea of seeds and how they're there for reproduction. And I guess I'd never thought about that before, but you're so right. Like God planned this to go on. Like this wasn't like, a, you know, he made it. And it's like, well, that was cool. We're done now. Like he wanted this to continue. And so that's really amazing to see that. And Sean, to your point about the majesty of God, I mean, one of my favorite reads is just going back into Genesis 1 and reading the creation because it's just so amazing to just read about God creating everything that is. Like, that's amazing. And, and to know that that God, the God who, who spoke the world into existence, he knit me and you together in our mother's womb. Like, mm-hmm. He planned a day specifically, each and every day for us. That God, the God who made the trees and the birds, and the bees and the flowers and the trees, the God who made the mountains and the forests and the bears and the badgers, he made you and me. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think me, me that, and that can't be overlooked Jeez. either. That can't be overlooked because you can you can get on either side of that where you're like, you know, God's so far away. Like this is the God who created everything. Like, what what's he have? You know, there's nothing to do with me. Or you can you can be solely focused on yourself, but you have to have the full understanding, right? That God created everything, and yet He intimately created each and every one of us and knows us. Like that's just amazing. You mentioned an interesting point, Jacob, because I think there's I think there's truth in both parts. It is true. God is infinitely, impossibly, incomprehensibly far above us. As our creator, we cannot understand him. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our way. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. Um, yet at the same time, he is intimately close with us because he sent his son Jesus to live for us. And, and Jesus, um, we're told that, that Jesus has experienced everything. We have a savior who understands and sympathizes with us. So while, yes, it is true, God is incomprehensibly far above us, he is also equally, emotionally, intimately close with us because he lives within us. It's amazing. Such a, like, you think about it, and it's like, yeah, he created everything, but the details of everything. It's not like, you know, um, I think of it like Lego blocks, right? You can build a giant Lego block structure. And it can look really cool, but at the same time, you can't zoom in and look at the anatomy of that little one little Lego piece, right? You can't look at each little Lego piece and design it exactly. You got to work with what you had. No, God designed each little Lego piece to work exactly into this big plan that He has coming. Yeah. Amen. And I think yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. I always, when I think about creation, sometimes, and you know, I'm reminding myself of the sovereignty of God. You know, when it comes to my life. Um, and I guess we've heard um, before, like, toy soldiers, how if, if you're in control of the toy soldiers, you can do what you want with them. And that's the relationship between God and us. And for some reason, I always kind of think about the Statue of Liberty. And I think about, like, if you created the Statue of Liberty, you can put it wherever you want. You can form it however you want. You can, you know, you can do with it whatever you please. And that's, we have to remember that mindset when we think about God and then we think about our situations because we're just the mere creation. God created us for his plan. He can do what he wants with us. He can make us the way he wants us. He can put us wherever he wants us. And so I think that's really important to remember. He, he is the potter. We are the clay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, the, it's um, the mindset you got to keep with that. You know, it's a, you can't simply want to be the potter and then have a relationship with God in the same sense, because it just, it doesn't work. You can't think that you have some overarching control over the way your life's going to go. And in the same sense, want to be a follower of God, if that makes sense. All right. Day four, verse 14. Then God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night. They will serve as signs for seasons and for days and years. They will, they will be lights in the expanse of the sky to provide light on the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule over the day and the lesser light to rule over the night. 
as well as the stars. God placed them in the expanse of the sky to provide light on the earth, to rule the day and the night, and to, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. Evening came, and then morning, the fourth day. Yep. And, you know, I think something that I love about that, you know, as, as a physics guy, the sun, you know, it's really cool, and there's a lot there, and, and it's cool too. But what, what I really enjoy is um, it's the stars. I love looking at the constellations. Um, and, you know, you look up and you see Orion and you, you see the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper and you, you see all these stars and and you think about, like, God knows the name of every single star. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows how many blades of grass there are out in your yard. He made it all. And we can get wrapped up and confused about the the expanse, the, the, the vastness of space. But at the end of the day, God's sovereign over all. And we don't need to worry ourselves if we can't understand it, because as long as we trust in God, it's okay. We weren't meant to understand it all. We weren't meant to comprehend it all. One of the, I think this is a piece where so many people will kind of point out the majesty of God. You look to the sky, you see the beautiful sunrise, the sunset, the stars. The, and it's like, that's the moment that sometimes people are like, wow, God is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, it might be cliche, I guess. But it really, I mean, God, God created everything. He, he paints the sky with the colors. He hung the sun in the sky. Like, that's so amazing. One of the things I heard one time, and I thought, it, I thought it was just fabulous, was when you see the creation, praise the creator. Mm-hmm. You know, the next time you're wowed by, by the stars and the constellations, or the next time you're wowed by the beautiful sunset, or the next time you're just blown, knocked your socks off by a waterfall or the beauty of God's creation, just praise him. Just, yep. I mean... Just straight up, just tell God, just, just pray and say, God, wow, I love you. Because I don't think we tell God we love him enough. I love God. And say, God, I love you. And your creation is beautiful. And I know you're sovereign over it. And I want you to help me to submit to your sovereignty and over my life. And I just want to thank you for the, for the beautiful thing you've made, Lord. I love you. Thank you. It's in your son's yeah, holy name. Pray. I, I think... It's similar to when we get a gift, birthday, Christmas, whatever. When you get a gift from someone, as much as you love that gift, it would be disrespectful to not thank the person who gave it to you, right? And say, you know, especially if it's like a family member or something, be like, you know, thank you so much for this gift. You know, I love you. I'm so thankful for this. And it's the same, how how much more with God who literally created our lives, right? When we have whatever we have, we're given whatever we're given. Thank you, God, for this gift. So it really is true. And you think, how many gifts in our life do we have that we take for granted and don't really understand what we had until we either are in a different season of life and we don't have that anymore or something else occurs. But everything we have is a gift from God, whether we recognize that or not. Yeah. Something, something that I actually just recently noticed, and I, I find it really amazing Verse 16, God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule 
roll over the day and the lesser light to roll over the night. And we talked a little bit about there in the beginning how light is kind of like the, 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 the power over darkness. You know, we see that throughout scripture. And so we have the greater light, which is here, it's the sun, and then the lesser light, which would be the moon. And I actually have this really cool, it's a panoramic picture I took one time, and it has the sun and the moon both in it, which is really amazing. And I was astonished at, when I look at this picture, how great in size the sun was compared to the moon. And it really made me think back to creation. Because I was like, wow, that's really crazy how big in comparison the sun is. And I think it goes back to God making the greater light shine the brightest. That's pretty cool. Are we uh, ready for day five? Day five. Ready to rock. Yeah, right, verse 20. I can read. I can read yeah. verse 20. Then God said, let the water swarm with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky. So God created the large sea creatures and every living creature that moves and swarms in the water according to their kinds. He also created every winged creature according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the waters of the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. Evening came, and then morning, the fifth day. Yep. And, and so, you know, not to be goofy or silly, but I, I, I pointed out with the seeds, right, seed bearing, and here we see it again. God tells them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the expanse. God made his creation very intentionally, to be able to reproduce, to fill the earth with, with his glory. And, and, and I, I say that cautiously because, as you'll see, you know, we're created in his, in his image, really filling it with his glory. But, but, but if you make something that you're proud of and you display it and people look to it and say, wow, good, that, and give you praise, which is what we're supposed to do, then it gives you glory in a sense. So, so God created the world the, the plants and the animals very intentionally to be able to reproduce and fill the earth so that we can see it and give him praise and give him glory. Yeah. And so it's our second, it's our second time seeing a life created, right? We've saw, we've seen the plants in uh, day three and now in day five, we see the, all the animals be created minus minus one, which we'll get to. But, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's so powerful, right? How many species of animals do we have today? How many species have already gone extinct? You know, mm -hmm. how many species of animals are in our world today? And it's like, we probably haven't even discovered them all. How powerful is that? Yeah. No, I, I think back to a verse from Revelation. It says, and I heard every creature in heaven and earth and on the earth and in the sea and under it and everything in them shouting blessing and power and praise and glory be to the one seated on the throne and to the lamb who was slain forever and ever. And, and it just goes to show, you know, like all, all of God's creation is shouting praises to him for his glory. Yeah. I think that's something we miss too. Sometimes it's something that when I read through um, later chapters in the New Testament, especially Revelation, and you think about the new heaven and the new earth, you think about eternity, mm -hmm. and it's easy to forget that God created all of the world to kind of work together, not just humans. 
So it's easy for us to think, oh, we'll be up there with mom, dad, and brother, and best friends. And But God created all of the earth together, and it was all good. God's plan was for the fruit, the vegetables, the sun, the water, the rivers, humans, creatures, birds. It was all in perfect harmony in God's Amen. perfect universe. Amen. Amen. Um, unless you brothers have anything, I mean, I, we could go on forever, but I'd go ahead. Let's get to day six. Let's do it. Yep. Then God said, let the earth produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that crawl and the wildlife of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. So God made the wildlife of the earth according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that crawl on the ground according to their kinds. And God said, it was, and God saw, it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. God also said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant on the surface of the entire earth, and every tree whose fruit contains seeds. These will be food for you, for all the wildlife of the earth, for every bird of the sky, and for every creature that crawls on the earth. Everything having the breath of life in it, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good indeed. Evening came, and then morning, the sixth day. Um, end of story. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so this is obviously, this is the big one, right? It's, you know, the fifth, synth, fifth symphony. We have God's create. It's almost like he set the stage, right, for his masterpiece, God created man in his own image. And so we have, we have human now on earth. The first man put on the earth by God created in his own image. There's obviously something unique about that. Mm-hmm. Amen. And you know, it, it's, it is special. If you look at all of creation, only one, only one of his type of creation, humans, have the ability to interact and have a relationship with him. And, and we were created in the image, the image of God. And so, you know, the reason, the reason we're told we shall not murder, the reason we're told we shouldn't do things like that is because being created by God in his image means that God alone can give value to our lives. And so to take a life is to devalue something that God himself can only give value to. And so it's just really, it's amazing and it's, it has significant impact on our lives. 
it's so true though right and um there's so much there's so much to, to grasp from it you know we talk about it's six days right it's not even a full week he did this and it's like it's still happening so many years later i mean it's just i know i've said it a lot but it's just mind-blowing it's it is it's like we seriously we can't even fully comprehend how awe-inspiring this is right i mean it's a loss for words sometimes right Mm -hmm. god created everything we know everything in these six days he just put it all on the table in front of us and and then for us as the creation being created in his own image he subdued it for us mm-hmm. so now we take on a special responsibility have bearing god's image and having everything kind of at our disposal that's right that's right and i, I think i think the word responsibility there is is really good as, as image bearers of God, we are responsible, and, and he gave us the authority, because he's the ultimate authority, but he gives us authority to rule the birds, rule the fish, rule the earth. And so we have the responsibility to use what he's given us to continue to glorify him. And I think that goes with all God gives us, our, our, our natural talents, our gifts, and all the things God gives us. That's application for today, right? If, I, if, if that's a takeaway, right? It's... It's, look, God has created everything, and God has empowered us to glorify him through the creation. And so I think yep. in everything we do, and we have, to, we have to try, and we have to do everything in our power to glorify him in it. And we have to refrain from the sins that he has told us not to commit in order to glorify him more. Yeah, so as I heard, I think it was J.D. Greer, I heard tell this story, and it's, it's really cool, so I'm going to share it. He said, when God created the creation, the world, it's like he was painting a picture and he painted all around it. You know, he got the sun, the stars, the land, and then he gets to the middle, he puts humans and then he, he hands the brush over to man. And I know I'm going to get into the fall a little bit, but he hands the brush over to man. And what was supposed to happen was man was supposed to fill the center of the image with God. But instead he said, well, I'm going to put myself right there in the center of the picture. And so that's where we see the fall of man. But I think um, it's, it's important to recognize here that God created everything. He created us, and then everything is at our disposal. Jordan, I know I mentioned responsibility, and you picked up on that. It is a responsibility. God didn't create robots. He created each of us with our own perception. We can have that unique relationship with him. And I think that's that's part of why we see so many bad things on earth. If God wanted just, if God wanted just a perfect world where nothing ever went wrong, he could do that. He's God. But then he would just be deciding every single thing for us. There'd be no free will. That's right. And, and I was going there. So, so God wanted a relationship with us. So God allows us free will. God could have made us love him. It's nothing for God. God made the universe, right? He made us. He gives us the choice. He loved us first. And he says, now, you, here's the information. Here's the facts. Here's the Bible, my word. You can choose to love me or not. But if you don't love me, I will eventually, there's coming a time when if you don't love me, 
I will say, okay, you don't love me. I will put you in a place where I am not around because because I love you, I will give you what you want. Yeah. And that is what hell is. Yeah. It is an eternity, exactly what we want away from God. I mean, not what we want, but, but you know what I mean. What we deserve. Yeah. Say what? It's what we deserve. No, that's exactly right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's, again, it's another simple concept that we sometimes either dismiss or just, I guess just disregard for the most part. It's that, you know, us committing our first sin and every sin after that is the penalty is death and eternity in hell. No compromise, no exceptions. And I think this is where Jesus plays in. It has Amen. to be where Jesus plays in. Because if he didn't die on the cross for our sins, we would not be able to be saved and be in the presence of God for eternity. That's right. Because I think somebody... it glorifies all six days of God's creation. Amen. Amen. That's right. And, Go ahead. and I, I'm just, I'm going to briefly say, it because I, just, I feel like it's important and it's a VBS series. So I'm only going to mention it, but I think it is important that even from little kids, we need to know there's a part in there and it's in verse 27. And we see that God specifically created males and females. And we're not going to dive into it, but I think it's something that we as Christians are under attack. That basic biblical truth is under attack. And I just wanted to point out that it is in God's word. There is no disputing it. That's true. That's true. And so I think as we wrap up here today, there's so many takeaways that we can get from it. And, you know, we spend a lot of time going through each day. And I think as we noticed, and just as much as you guys, our listeners noticed, you know, there may not be a distinct takeaway from one day that we can we can directly apply into our lives today and have so much application and spreading the gospel you know day two of god creating god creating the expanse it's it may not be the um may not be the the saving factor of our faith but at the same time it all intertwines together and i think it's just the majesty of god is in the details of each day had such a valuable importance and if we didn't have day two we wouldn't have day three and day four and day five and day six and just the same with day one and all the other days and so i think as we conclude today just understanding the authority and the majesty of god is going to change your life as a believer and so as we wrap up today I think we should shoot it over to Jacob to give our trivia answer, and then we'll go into a closing prayer. Amen. All right. Yep. So the trivia question for today um, was, which disciple did Jesus call out on the water? And it was Peter. Congratulations if you got that. Yep. If you didn't, yep. that's okay. Hang in there for next week. Yep. We need to figure out some way to get these to be more interactive going forward. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we need to figure out a way to get these to be more interactive. We'll talk. You guys, you guys engaged. We'll figure it out. We've got a lot of things in the works. So, um, Jacob, you want to pray us out? I can. Heavenly Father, what a blessing it is to be able to gather here. Lord, um, even over Zoom, as we're all kind of going our separate ways now, Lord, it's truly a blessing to just be able to gather in your name, just as brothers in Christ, Lord, you've blessed us immensely from day one. Lord, you created everything we, everything we know, everything we have, everything we are is because of you, Lord. You are the creator and sustainer of all things, of all lives. You know every single person. And I pray that everyone from Columbus, Indiana to the United States across the globe, Lord, would just come to you 
and know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. 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 So we hope and we hope and pray that you guys like the content that we're putting out. If you do that, be sure to gently tap the like button down the but down below. If you like it a lot, go ahead and smash it a couple times. Whatever you do, just make sure it turns blue. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Also, follow us on social media. All the information is going to be down below. We really appreciate all the support you guys got. We're going to have more ways coming up in the future for you guys to get involved with us and be more a part of the show. We can't thank you enough for tuning in, and we will see you next week on sure. the Faith Speaks podcast. Podcast. Until next time.